Hello and welcome to Conscious Conversations with One Breath Institute with your hosts, Lisa McNett and Debbie Sherman. Tune in for mind-blowing conversations on how to be more conscious and present in your life. Topics we cover include healing, spirituality, introspective breathwork, astrology, dreams, alternate states of consciousness, and so much more. Hear from us and our interesting guests. Make sure to follow and subscribe to easily find us and listen again. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Conscious Conversation. Today, I am here. You are listening to Debbie Sherman, co-founder of One Breath Institute. We have Lisa McNett, and we also have Sammy Richard, who is, yeah, also known as the Shifting Timeline. And before we dive in, I'm going to ask all of us joining in today to take a breath and you listeners to also take a breath with us. All right, so I'm just going to speak my truth. Uh, 20 minutes arriving to this podcast, I was just beaming with so much energy and so much excitement. So I am intentionally grounding myself just a little bit more. Sammy and Lisa have connected previously outside of the space. And this is the first time I'm connecting with Sammy. Yeah, right here and right now. And so I'm going to read Sammy's bio to give everyone an idea of who he is. And so Sammy is a facilitator for self-empowerment during this transitional time in the cycle, helping to remove false layers and restore organic creation codes, bringing vital awareness to expand consciousness beyond the matrix control system and reconnect to higher stations of identity and communication with our divine nature. Wow. So I'm going to need to take another breath with that. And there's a few things that stand out to me, but before I dive in, I just want to say, hello, Sammy, welcome. Do you have any initial thoughts, feelings, or words that you would like to share? I'm just happy to be here, ladies. I'm looking forward to delving into what's going on in the world, the inner world and the outer world. So lots of exploration to be had. Okay, well, Sammy, what's going on in the inner world and outer world? What is that? A lot, Debbie, is going on in both worlds at the moment. Um, I think we're all feeling it to varying degrees, depending on where we are on our personal journey. But we hear a lot about shifting energies and, and the intense energies, but really with time does seem to be speeding up. The timelines seem to be accelerating in the collective and our personal world and, and that interchange between the two. So we're inevitably going to feel that shift occurring in different ways. Some of us feel it more intensely than others. Some of us are more grounded and able to anchor that stream of consciousness and ride the waves of change but it's important to know that whatever's happening there's a very positive timeline emerging out of it but we have to kind of traverse through the chaotic transition in the meantime so it's a case of where we choose to place our focus and perception and to blur the boundary lines between 
positive and negative because they're ultimately feeding into one another feeding into one another yeah thank you so much for sharing a little bit more i love that you're bringing in uh yeah, sensations of chaos of the inner and outer world. And it's really about our perspective, our perspective and where we shift our uh, focus. So can you share a little bit more about what you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, we only need to look at the last few years to see that we're going through radical changes in the outer scape and people's lives are being uprooted to some degree and I think people are being forced to change um, and adapt so on the surface of it it may seem like things are falling apart but they're technically falling into place if we can focus on what we're being taught through these changes we're being forced out of our comfort zone forced back inwards so that we can make adjustments that are more in alignment with our organic nature and not not these systems of control that are restricting our freedom so this is a good opportunity to take a closer look at the truth of reality in the face of what's happening in the world and understand there's many layers to it to explore and it's all ultimately serving to enhance our consciousness and expand our awareness to serve to serve ourselves and to help initiate this co-creative experience between one another free from centralized systems which again are trying to take that control and power for themselves yeah thank you for everything that you've shared so far and one thing that is standing out for me uh from what i know of you and also that i just heard you say is you know we're talking about we are aware of what's going on in the world. We are aware of just all of the chaos. And then at the same time, you're so optimistic, right? That, in, that you know, being optimistic during these uncertain times and being able to ride those waves. And so, yeah, what would you speak to or say about uh, the balance between being informed and also not being overwhelmed by the things that that yeah. we can learn about. Um, I think that's a very personal process. Some people, they're not ready to see things at that deeper level yet. Maybe they need to be triggered into that awareness through their own personal experience. Sometimes it takes us um, suffering to catalyze us into higher awareness. I think a lot of us who have been on this journey for a while, we can attest to the fact that it's through suffering that we see things more clearly because we're forced to question the nature of reality. Um, that certainly happened in my life, but I've learned through the years that I've been speaking my truth authentically that there is still an art to it um, of respecting where people are at in their journey and not, not forcing them to change before they're ready or not forcing them to absorb, absorb information that they're not comfortable with because that can trigger as we know, projections, shadow projections, and that can actually make the situation worse because the emotional turmoil that it fuels ends up feeding the, the system even more. So we have to look at the energetics behind our behavior. And it's not just about raising awareness and truth. It's about how we relate to one another and how we respect and accept one another for where we're at. And there's so many souls 
at different phases in their journey and they're all equal in terms of their worth but they're functioning at different levels of awareness depending on I suppose their soul age or the amount of environmental conditioning that they've had there's loads of factors that contribute to how rounded our soul is and aware it is uh, aware um so it's just a case of using our discernment when we approach these conversations and not trying to push people out of their comfort zone and i've learned that the hard way because i've tried to reach people that have been close to me in the past and i've just received their projections and it's caused a rift in our relationship and that's ultimately taught me how to refine my circle so it's more reflective of who I am ultimately so that's the benefit of it but at the same time in hindsight which is always a funny thing I, I would have probably approached it differently because I don't approach things in the same way anymore I'm trying to find deeper connection with people on a human level based on our shared common humanity and not just an ego trip of trying to prove that I have the knowledge and awareness that would benefit them because as I said it's more than that oh yeah just taking more breaths with that I'm really connecting with the human to human because we are human, the human to humanness. And so, Sammy, if you feel available to share a little bit about your truth and your story and what you do and offer. Sure. So let's bring it back to around the 2012 era. That was a powerful time in my life and for a lot of people. I believe it was some kind of portal. I know there's a lot of ancient prophecies about that time that are connected across different parts of the world. And I don't believe that to be a coincidence. And I certainly felt that at that time. And I would say that was when I spiritually really started to connect to higher stations of identity. Um, But I was already aware before that, that the world wasn't, what we believe it to be or what we're conditioned to believe i've always felt something was out of tune and i had a natural aversion to authority growing up and i didn't understand why necessarily well i think i did understand why but i hadn't put the pieces together and when it got to 2011 12 and there was all this talk of you know the, the apocalypse december 21st and what that was supposed to signify it, it was a lot, it was a very intense period, kind of like 2020 was, um, but I felt very optimistic. I think it was, even despite, you know, some of the negative outlooks, I felt like there was a shift in the collective consciousness at that time. So I went deep into exploration about ancient civilizations and just more 101 spiritual spirituality, really. It, it wasn't necessarily very grounded at that time. It was just a case of, well, let's explore whatever I can and gain as much awareness. It was a really exciting, energizing time. And then following that, I, 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 well, I kind of started mixing with the new age communities and spiritual circles. And that was great as a learning experience, but I quickly realized within a year or so that there was something not quite right about that energy um it felt 
like a form of bypassing. It felt like we were neglecting the other half of reality, the shadow side that needs to be integrated as well as the light side. So that led me to withdraw and kind of delve into that process independently. And I was thrust into what you would call the dark night of the soul, really deep introspective period where I had to confront aspects of myself that I was hiding as well. So I'm not blaming anyone else. We all go through this process in our own way. But I knew I had to go through that initiation alone to clear the baggage that was actually obstructing me from accessing my true potential because I, I soon realized I was using spirituality as a crutch of avoidance even though I was learning valuable things I, I still apply today of course so I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater here but I realize we live in a world of duality and that that's what the 3D experience is and we have to take both together so that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier when I said we have to change our perception of the negative we have to be willing to look at the darkness shine our light of consciousness onto it to help to synthesize it because once you bring awareness to something it can no longer govern you from the unconscious or from the shadow anymore so i realized at that point that i had to go through a really powerful initiation of healing and that was tough. It, it, it entailed a lot of loneliness, a lot of uncomfortable emotions, right down to the lowest pits of shame and real confrontation with the ego that had been driving my behavior and choices prior to that, even when I was in the spiritual community. So I had to take a close look at that and start to discover who I was beneath all of the programming. So it all was kind of part and parcel. And then from there up until now, it's just been a refining process based on all of that. So shedding away all of those layers one bit by bit and coming closer back to my true authentic self and feeling more an anchored and grounded and connected to the present experience of reality, free from the need for validation and all of this stuff. And it's a work in progress, of course. And I mean, none of us are complete, but that's where I'm at now. And I'm just trying now to offer my experience back to others to help serve them and to help them where I was maybe blinded to shortcut the process in, in a in more integrated way. Okay, thank you for all of that. And I'm just really connecting with the path and the similarities that that resonate that all three of us <laughs> you don't know me very well we've connected a couple of times but I've been following you for a while and and reading your writings and I know Debbie very well and so there just really is such a commonality and such a theme of everything that you just described that you went through that I went through, that Debbie went through in different ways and, and all of the lessons that come with all of it, right? It's like, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. I, you know, I don't know what it is. I do know what it is. Diving into all of the different spiritual ways, recognizing it's, it's almost like we have this inner compass. It's like, a, it's like, I feel like it's a map of light or a map of the divine or a map of something that just, it's, not always for me and what I hear from you as well uh, is not always 100% it, 
and wouldn't it be great if it was just this clear communication of like, here's the light and here's the way or, or, or here's the darkness and the darkness and the light are both good because it really is. I mean, we are the darkness and we are the light. There's nothing to be ashamed of in this human experience. So it's really fascinating how we do tend to need to go through all of these experiences to shine like a diamond like you are. Just a reflection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that again, is what 3D experience is. It's a valuable learning experience. And everything works based on polarity and unification of the opposites. So when we can see where we're polarizing to an extreme, whether that's a political ideology or the masculine feminine or the dark or the light, that shows us where we need to integrate the opposite to bring that into union so that we can transcend the opposites and that's what true ascension is without bypassing when we bypass we ignore that synth that that synthesis process and then we get stung later down the line because it catches up with us what we haven't integrated so we hear this stuff all the time in Jungian psychology about the animus and the anima integrating the masculine feminine counterpart we hear it with integrating the shadow and the same you can apply it to just about anything in this reality everything's governed by opposites and that's what that yin yang symbol ultimately represents and I think that's just a perfect depiction of reality in this framework of perception that we're operating within and we have to accept and honor that because we're here for a reason to not just to run away and send beyond it but to integrate and then move beyond when we're ready so that's been helpful for me to recognize where i'm perhaps stuck in polarization and how i'm projecting that outwards to find compensation because when we can't find union within we we look externally for that that compensation aspect and that happens in romantic relationships when we seek out a partner to you know um make us feel more whole i suppose and that's okay again because you know we're not all just searching for the twin flame it, it's a progress it's, it's a progression towards wholeness so part of this experience is being able to accept who we are now but to also know where we need to do the work as well bit paradoxical it seems it's so fascinating to listen to someone else outside of lisa <laughs> share their experiences and i'm just like yes that's exactly what i was that's what i did i went off and connected to the ethers and i was connecting to all these people that i didn't know these entities that i didn't understand i was just out there connecting and feeling and integrating uh no i wasn't <laughs> now i know what that means now i know what anchoring means and how it feels in the body and um i just really connect with that stage and i find yeah a lot of people are, are there and they think it's all out there and it's reachable through out there and so much of what you're saying you know the depths of shame that you experience the valleys that is also the there that people are seeking for this inner growth and this inner healing and i love that you use the word like union because oftentimes 
you know, the last couple of years, I've been saying that like union within yourself, this oneness within yourself, this wholeness with a W and not an H, right? Like it's all within here, the good, the bad, the ugly, this perfect yin-yang symbol. And um, I'm just really just appreciative of your rawness and truth because much of this journey has so many blessings and it feels so divine and it feels so good and it also has that equal feel opposite feeling and there's so much um yeah just like for me and my experiences it's been uh excruciating at times <laughs> like physically and mentally, like excruciating self-reflection, being so honest with where there's resistance in my polarities and what conscious choices, what more light can I shine on my shadow so that my life truly is what my true essence is and not what I think for it to be. So wants and desires, you know, I'll we'll go do that a different day, but um I'm just really, really connecting. And in and much of what we're talking about, you know, when I first read your bio, your bio, this um, and I, I don't I want to do it justice. So yeah, restore organic creation codes. Like this is this is it. <laughs> or this is what I uh feel as it to be. So can are you available to elaborate a little bit more of what that means? Yeah, sure. So that's pertaining to our act reactivating our, the dormant DNA codes, which is an intelligence. It's like of a software system for reality that's been restricted through successive genetic engineering conditioning, and the the twelve stranded angelic DNA, the original human blueprint, at least on the planet earth or what earth would have been before it the fall and down the dimensional layers has now reduced our strand dna strand to the two strand which kind of represents the masculine feminine again so as we synthesize and bring those into a hierogamic union we are we unlock other strands and there's a lot of connections and patterns with numbers and symbologies we don't really need to go into that but it's just an inner knowing that this DNA is that software coding system that's unlocked through bringing greater consciousness to the nature of reality. But that's just part of the picture, as I said before. The, 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 the key here, the secret, is to be able to embody and anchor, like you said before, the anchoring of those higher frequencies, grounding them into the light body. That is what activates our electromagnetic potential through the nervous system, if you want to look at it more physically. And that in itself will start to bring those DNA codes back online. And with that, we restore ancient memory of our forgotten history that we've been conditioned out of through this fall into amnesia in this cycle of human history following the Atlantean cataclysm and the last ice age, which reset humans. So we all have that knowledge and memory stored within our, our DNA. It's just been suppressed and and obstructed by these layers of ego which are keeping us preoccupied with the external illusion of reality at the expense of the true knowledge and we can find that through knowledge and 
information which is becoming more accessible but through greater and deeper self-awareness more importantly which is an intuitive personal process that we have to discover for ourselves and all we have to do to get that process underway is to consciously decide to serve the organic reality again and to, 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 to be honest with ourselves where we're acting in harmful ways in a service to self on a service to self trajectory and if we truly get honest with ourselves then we can see things for how they are and then we know how to change as you can see i'm chuckling i'm just laughing i'm laughing because you're you're talking such truth and i'm hearing what i imagine my students and my community kind of hear from me because my response is, is you make the conscious choice to serve <laughs> And it's just, it was just like, wow, here's all of these weighted truths or can feel weighted, right? Like they can feel, you know, how does one even, how does one even begin? How does one even start? How does, what is healing, right? What is all of these steps to get there, to get to where we want to, to get in alignment, to be in alignment with ourselves and our, and our codes. And it's really, really is that conscious shift. It really is just the 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 choice to serve and look inward. Yeah, so, another way of quickly of, of of describing it, just to break it down for people who aren't really familiar with the process, that, that there's there's two pathways that we can serve. What and you may be familiar with this terminology already, but we have the service to self trajectory and the service to others, and on, on that's a continuum. It's not a binary it's not binary so we all lie on that spectrum to some degree or another so as long as we're moving consciously as we said in the direction towards service to others which also includes serving the self but the authentic self where service to self is the ego self which comes at the expense of the, the wider reality it takes energy from the system it doesn't give back and it doesn't connect so when we withdraw participation from the energy siphoning system and reclaim that connection internally, that's when we start to move in the service to others' direction because as we connect deeper to ourselves, we connect more to our environment and we start to care more about how our choices and behaviours are influencing others and ourselves. So we start to move away from more harmful behaviours and addictive tendencies and habits and ego programmes and we start to become more aware how our projections and judgments harm others knowing that we're all an aspect of creation having a unique experience and that's not easy because as we connect to ourselves sometimes we do feel angry and frustrated because people can't see what we see and we want to stand on the rooftops and shout it out and hope but as we said earlier that approach doesn't work so really that transition is a personal process of becoming more acquainted with our authentic nature and learning to trust ourselves and our path. And as we into, as we connect to ourselves in that way, naturally we'll start serving others from that place of alignment because we're starting to harness our divine potential now and receive the true gnosis and intuitive intelligence to guide us to make healthier choices rather than making them from the logical mind which leads to destructive choices so that we have to be able to discern between those two intelligences, the higher mind, the mindful observer and the lower mind, the predatory ego mind. And that's hard at first, 
especially when we're going through this inner conflict because the ego tries to hijack control and convince us to do things that are still harmful for us because we're scared to step into the unknown. But over time, as we become more comfortable with ourselves, we start to be able to utilize the higher mind to make better choices ultimately. Yes. And yeah, that was going to be a question I ask you is how do you, how do you do that discernment? What do you, you know, you are working with people, you are helping people to heal. You are helping people to restore those, that original DNA to restore those light codes. And so when somebody finds you, right? Because they have to be, I would imagine that somebody finding you to work with you, they're already on some sort of path, right? They're already somewhat open to be open to receiving your message and to coming to work with you. And so how, you know, what does it look like you working with somebody? Do you tend to have one type of person or a variety of clients? Uh, I'm just curious about that process. Yeah, I would say the majority in fact everyone has a, a has the foundational awareness about the control system for example that that that's what i would say is the common denominator that binds us all together um some some people have got more trauma work to do than others so you have to kind of come down to those layers more and work on the shadow and the somatic healing and, and the lower chakra stuff. Other people like you, Lisa, when we had our conversation, you know, we, we only had one conversation at that time because I felt that was all that was necessary because we were already connecting on, on quite high levels and in a very free flowing way. And I, I do prefer that those style of conversations personally, I'm moving in that direction. So I've been, working with psychology for years in my personal life and with other people, not just in a business context, but in everyday life. I've really delved in, into Jungian psychology in the shadow, and we can get stuck there sometimes. Uh, but I am very competent helping people, especially with sexual trauma. That's where I focus largely in the sacral region because that's what governs so much of our behaviors, unhealthy behaviors, relationships. So I, I do put a lot of emphasis on that. So if anyone is suffering down there, it's very important to do the clearing work on that level first, rather than, again, bypassing and just talking about the fluffy stuff. But as we move that energy up through the body and in towards the heart from a more integrated place, then we can start exploring these higher domains. But there's no need to stay stuck in the shadow if it's not necessary, we don't want to, we have to find that fine balance between doing the inner work, the healing work, but also staying in a positive mindset as well and utilizing our imagination to visualize the kind of futures that we want to birth, this new earth energy and co-creative energy, because that's what ultimately will materialize into existence based on what we're holding as our beliefs but some people have more negative beliefs because of the trauma so they find it hard to envisage a better reality because they're suffering in their bodies and that's why it's very important to work on those levels first before we move through but you can do the two interchangeably because healing's not a you know there's no destination it's an ongoing process but there does we do reach this plateau i would say where 
we do feel lighter. We've lifted that density, cleared that shadow, and we can more, more habitually find that internal alignment to a higher intelligence and bring that intuitive awareness online, which is resides in the body. That's what intuitive intelligence is. It, it, it's a feeling. It's not emotions, traumatic emotions. This is where we need to make the distinction. People mistake emotions for feeling or intuition. They're different things. So sometimes we listen to our emotion to guide our decisions or perception, but that's still coming from a place of unintegrated trauma. So it takes a lot of self-work to really be able to find that trust and connection to our higher intelligence through the body. Yeah, that brings up for me that um, the thought or the conflict or the distinction between recognizing when I'm triggered because there's something unresolved, right, that needs to be healed or something else, right? So I can, I, or I, yeah, just that recognizing, okay, this is a trauma, this is something that needs to be integrated or there's something about the situation. So I'm not formulating a good question, but it's just touching right. upon that. Yeah, it's touching upon that that discernment. You know, when we get upset, when we feel, we may, we may not realize we're upset. We might be feeling like this is an intuition, but it's an emotion. And it's because mm. we're triggered, but we don't realize that we're triggered and we think it's an intuition. It's it's that kind of a thing. So can you speak about that? Yeah, that, that's why the sacral work's so important. Because um, I, I, when I work one-to-one or even in my writing, I like to, the methodical approach I take is to work on the lower three chakras first. And we use chakras just for the sake of helping to provide a roadmap for people for healing. And we don't have to take it literally all the time. It's just a good way of understanding the energy vortices that run through our body. And I feel strongly that it's important to pay attention to them based on my healing experience feeling into different parts of the body so the first three chakras the root the, the sacrum solar plexus that they kind of come as a package and they represent the three dimensional layers of reality that correspond to the three chakras within our body so there's a connection between 3d reality as we experience it physically and what's going on in our bodies. So as we lift the density in our bodies on those layers, then we start to feel more connected to the external environment because we're lifting the physical density in the external reality as well. So the sacral is is the key here, the second chakra, because when we're traumatized sexually, we're constantly giving our life force away it's being siphoned and we could go into the not more metaphysics of that about entities and stuff but you know that could be another conversation to be honest um but there are other unseen forces that capitalize on that loose that energy um it's kind of like running an energetic cord out of that part of our bodies and that's very traumatizing for people so any when we're carrying that unresolved trauma, normally sexual trauma, but it's not just literal sexual trauma and like sexual abuse. It could be an imbalance on our masculine feminine principle due to um, not so good upbringing from our parents. So an imbalance in the masculine feminine pertaining to that. And any 
when we're suffering there, firstly, we get stuck in negative habits and addictions. And when we're suffering in that way, we then start to formulate judgments on others based on that feeling of, of it, that's where the triggers come in. That's where the emotional baggage starts to accumulate. And that's, that emotional baggage <coughs> obstructs the access to the intuitive awareness. It almost buries it. We can't open that channel to our higher access point. We're being governed by the pain body. We're in a state of suffering. And for me, when I really tuned into that part of my body, that was a huge breakthrough in my healing process because I ha didn't realize how much tension I carried in the pelvic floor, the lower part of my body. It was so contracted and in a state of involuntary contraction all the time. And that was triggering nervous system dysfunction, fight or flight kind of response. And that was leading me to feel all these lower lower horrible emotions if you're familiar with david hawkins power versus force consciousness scale we may have spoken about it before lisa that's again another good good roadmap to understand the different layers of emotion starting from shame at the bottom guilt and then things like fear even anger is not on the bottom because anger can have a healthy response if it's being um harnessed i suppose so it's not about rejecting these negative emotions it's about feeling into them allowing them to flow paying bringing consciousness to them because again if we just try and transcend them and go to the higher states of love and compassion we're not going to be able to hold that state until we've again integrated these lower states so again that 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 happens sometimes with spiritual bypassing where where we believe we're fully connected to the heart but it's not unconditional because we're still operating from ego because we're still being governed by that part of our body so there's a connection between the second chakra the sacral and the fourth chakra the heart because that's the way energy moves up through the solar plexus the third chakra into the heart so as we clear the, the shadow or, or the, the density in, in the second chakra, the energy has permission to move up through the solar plexus, which is the emotional center, which formulates judgments. And then we find that we're less triggered and projecting towards other people. And then we move into the heart from that place of integration and balance. And that's reflected in how we feel in our nervous systems. We start to harmonize our nervous systems. We, 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 suffer less illness and disease so a lot's going on with it, with the nervous system i'd say that's the the barometer for how balanced we're feeling so for anyone that wants a more simplistic explanation of how to approach this process firstly bring attention to the nervous system is it in a state of hypersensitivity oversensitivity or is it in a state of suppression and subdued state one correlates with depression if you feel subdued the other anxiety they're two sides of the same coin because we're talking about opposites again so i've experienced both of them in flux when i'm feeling imbalanced depending on what the trauma is and i'm sure everyone can relate to that so we have to be honest with the way we're feeling and get beneath those layers of trapped emotional energy first and then we can start to tune into our creative potential because our creative energy is synonymous with our life force and our sexual energy it's one and the same thing
Yes. Thank you so much for such a clear, 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 clear description. So I have been following you for a while. And as you mentioned, yes, I did reach out to you. It's really interesting. I did reach out. I'll just, everybody knows. Well, not everybody knows. Everybody in my community <laughs> knows. <laughs> my community knows that I'm pretty open about my experiences and the things that have happened to me. And so I was going through a period where I was feeling challenged and I was feeling like I have uh, another layer of sexual abuse that I need to peel away or look at or heal. There's something under there that's still unresolved. And what's really interesting is that you didn't advertise that you that that's the type of client you are seeking. But through the writings that you put out and through just the energy that you are, I felt you are a person that I can go to through to for this. And, and yes, when we connected, um, you know, it wasn't as big and it wasn't as deep as, as, uh, as I was thinking it might be, but that's, that's just uh, the personal process, right. Of just wanting to be sure that I'm clear, I'm not projecting what's happening. What do I need help with? How do I need help? Um, so, you know, I'm just saying that because you really, I experience you really as holding very safe space and I appreciate that about you and I would recommend you to anybody. And you put out so many great pieces of writing and you have an amazing website. And I'm just curious if you could share just a little bit about your process for you know, where, where, you know, is this all being channeled through you? Is this through study? You know, how are you consistently and constantly putting out such amazing truth in such a great form? Yeah, it used to be more research based. Again, back in that, in the 2012 era, there was so much influx of information. It all just seemed to come quite intuitively. Um, so it's not like I sort it out necessarily, but I would come across the right thing at the right time. And then you just start to piece the pieces together. And once you have that activation, that revelation, there's no undoing it. Someone might not agree with it, but it doesn't matter because you know it's the truth now. So it's a case of, well, how am I going to use this information? Um, and yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I've been that's what I've been trying to do really find a way to communicate it in a way that helps people through their personal process. And that's why on my website, I've separated it into four distinct sections because that basically encompasses my personal journey, but it doesn't have to work in that exact way. Some people might start from a more spiritual foundational level and then become aware of the nature of reality. For example, COVID, was a real catalyst for a lot of people to make that shift into deeper awareness. But a lot of people were already engaged in a lot of spiritual meditative practices prior to that. So they, they already had the foundations in place. So it's easier then to put the pieces together. Other people have always been very disillusioned with the state of the world. And then that leads them to open up into the spiritual domain. And that's the way the process work for me so yeah I'm trying to kind of accumulate all that information and condense it in, in, in a very digestible 
way and nowadays i think the information i don't really like to use the word channel because i feel like it's coming more from my higher self i suppose so it's more i'm just harnessing i'm connecting more to my higher stations of identity like i mentioned in the bio so i'm i i try not to put out information if i'm not feeling connected to that space I don't like forcing writing anymore. Whereas in the past, I might have been like, oh, I need to do a post because blah, blah, blah. Like, um, but I know if I just honor how I'm feeling and wait for the right time and then express myself, then that keeps that flow open in a more authentic way. And it's just a case of trying to sustain that, that connection but sometimes it does slip away i'm not pretending to be perfect sometimes i need to take time out for for however long it takes to recalibrate sometimes i have a complete mind blank like you have with writer's block or musicians who just run out of creative juice and that's a sign to me to go back inwards and to recognize what what the obstruction is so it's 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 that fine balance between discipline and surrender knowing when it's appropriate to be the external penetrative force, the masculine, and when it's appro- appropriate to be surrendering into the feminine, back to the body, and then harnessing that state of present awareness again, and all the trauma, somatic work as well. So that's been very important for me to strike that balance and not push myself to always be taking action, because it's not all about the action. We've neglected the authentic feminine, which is the ability to just sit with ourselves and connect to our holistic selves and that has so much power and this is what we've forgotten and this is what the ancients used to know about the feminine essence is that that from that place of surrender true surrender we connect to the divine and the divine gives us its wisdom and we can connect to the angelic realms as well so i've learned to respect that i don't need to be in that state of action taking all the time because if i can establish a state of balance first then i know when i come back in the world and share that it's coming from a more connected place so yeah that that's how i i try and approach it now (laughs) excellent thank you it's yeah i so much wisdom so much wisdom uh which i truly appreciate you sharing and Debbie, you've been a little quiet for a little while. I know you're just absorbing all of this, but yeah, what are, what are you feeling? What's coming up for you right now? I'd love to hear your voice. I'm just really appreciating this connection. Nothing more, nothing less. Just really appreciating it. It's it's just nice to um, hear another speak their truth and it mirrors so clearly my beliefs and experiences. And so for our listeners out there who have felt very alone in this journey, you are not. And um, another big piece is sustainability is just coming through, like leaning into that rest, right? The just resting. That is so important. And that is a big teacher for me is learning to rest. And through resting, I find yeah, that foundation being very firm and sustainable. And I really connect with what you're saying about, you know, I, I only want to share in the world when it feels like 
yes, this is it. Because that's when we're supposed to share. Mm. That's when we're supposed to put it out there. Because that's when people are unconsciously or even consciously putting that energy out there. And that's when we feel it. That's exactly. when we can receive it. And so it's important to honor that time within ourselves. And it doesn't have to come out clear because people will receive the energy clearer, right? Um, and so I just connect with that too about having the right words to the right time to reach the people at all different levels of where they're at and just coming back to that and trusting peace that our presence is enough and honoring, honoring that truth, right? Like honoring the experiences and the truths that God is here on our journey. And, um, you know, when Lisa used the term channeling, how you described it, that's exactly what she meant. She didn't mean out here. And, uh, and I just no, know that because no, of our friendship, no, no. Yeah, but, um, yeah. but I wanted I, I to make that clear for use, people. When we use that word, like, yes. it's very subject. It's ambiguous. It is. People, but and yeah, I, I know what it's context so, it. so I had to bring funny. that in because yeah, we're so all in that way. Funny. And so many people think channeling and they say that word channeling. And the first question someone should ask after that is who are you connecting with? Mm. But people don't do that. They like surrender their, their power to someone who is channeling, but who are you channeling? Exactly. Right? And, and if you've done the, well, I don't want to say for you, but for me who I I've done the work and I'm doing the work, uh, the first people that I connect with are me. <laughs> like, the different parts of me, they're not someone all the way or an entity from a multiple different lifetime. I mean, sometimes, sure, you know, of course, but the first encounters that I've had that I've channeled that I now know after doing the work were me. <laughs> so um, just, you know, feeding that and planting that seed for the listeners out there. And I'll just mute myself. And I'm also mindful of time. Um, but go ahead, Lisa. No, I was just laughing at myself. I was like, wow, I just said channeled. I never used that word. And I was like, okay, well, I used it for a reason. And that was the reason, really, just so that you could clarify that. Uh, so I appreciate it. Oh, taking a breath. We can also receive guidance from higher realms of angelic assistance. But that has to be done with the safeguards in place first exactly. of knowing to, to how to discern between our own higher intelligence and extra dimensional beings or entities because they can masquerade quite cleverly as beings of light and insert these holographic images that are very enticing, especially astral rape and sexual cords that, that they try and attach to us anyone who's had that kind of experience in the astral plane will understand how that works and I, that's quite a deep topic again for another conversation but ultimately it's down to trusting yourself i've connected to things before that weren't so pleasant and i don't regret it because it taught me that art of discernment it taught me to be more sensible with my energy and not to let myself go and to lose consciousness I never lost consciousness but I would kind of surrender to something else as if I was searching for something we're not searching for anything here whether it's extra high dimensional assistance whether it's achieving these goals or visions they're all important to a degree until they're not necessary anymore what we're trying to do is strip away 
of those layers and find ourselves in a place of connection and peace and presence as cliche as that sounds and I've learned that more recently that I have to let go of all expectations that I'm searching for anything or trying to attain an end destination I just want to feel more alive and connected to, to the moment and that's again cliche but we've abandoned that truth of reality that we just need to be more we need to be more but we do have to go through this this process and it, it's it's an enjoyable process it's a tough process but waiting on the other side is just that sense of contentment i think we're not searching for ecstasy or you know popularity and we all go through that the these phases where we think we're trying to attain something but I'm just letting go of all expectation now, specific outcomes and letting the universe just unfold from a place of present awareness as it needs to and letting the mystery and magic of life take care of itself from that anchored place of harnessing those frequencies and grounding them and embodying them like we said. And then we really open up to the the beauty of life because it's not supposed to be a pre-written script. It's supposed to be an adventure into the unknown from a place of safety, security, trust, and the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, so I could totally feed off of everything that you just said, but we're, yeah, we're 52 minutes in, and I, and I love ending at that, on that note. Like, if we could just end on that note, like, it's supposed to be about the adventure into the unknown. Um, Yes, I'm not going to taint the rest of the conversation <laughs> with going backwards. So, you know, Sammy, I've heard you say a couple times here, this is another conversation for another day. So sounds like you'll come back. Of course, I'd love to. Yay, perfect. Well, before we close out today, are there any final thoughts or one final thought that you would like to leave everybody with? Again, I'd say that last statement was probably a, a, the best place to close because that's brought me, that's basically where I am in my process now. And that does entail a lot of trust, self-trust, and there's still work to be done to really harness that trust. But we have to take that leap of faith and know that we are protected and we're supported even in the dark times where it feels like that's slipping away from us, that candle's always alive and burning. And we have to remember that it's there and it's accessible because the divine spark lives within us and it can't be extinguished. It can be buried, but it can't be extinguished. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And we will share with your with all of our listeners where they can connect with you. And would you just like to speak out loud your website or your telegram channel or just trust us to put that below yes yeah, it's, it's the brand name of a brand i hate that name <laughs> um shifting <laughs> shifting timeline that's with no s shifting timeline.com is the website shifting timeline on telegram and then if you want to connect on facebook it's just sammy richard as shown in the display next perfect thank you so much and Debbie, do you have any closing thought you'd like to share? Or? 
Just take a breath. Welcome officially, Sammy, to our One Breath community. You were already part of it before we officially met. And I'm so happy and honored and grateful that you're doing the work for yourself. Uh, and that is enough to change the world. So I just want to take a breath with you. And I invite everyone else who's listening uh, to honor this time and take a breath. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to tune in our next conscious, conscious, conscious conversation. <laughs> Bye, Sammy. Thank, thank, you, thank again, you so Sammy. much. Bye. Thank you. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to this episode all the way to the end. And for that, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We want to hear from you. Reach out and let us know what you thought of this podcast. And please like, subscribe, and share this episode with your friends.